Before we begin our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're recording on. For Cass, it's the Borogagal people, and for Haley, it's the Dharawal people. It's that time of the week again. It's Drag Me Out. I'm Cass, and you are? I'm birth control Barbie. Birth control is in when people look at your face, they don't want to procreate. Please look at me. They more ah. the fact that I started birth control. What is what, what I I don't understand. Well, I haven't been on birth control for 15 years. How have you not had 300 babies? Don't know. Like a draw? Just say no, really. That would do it. When you only have sex twice and you're only going to have two babies. And you have proof of it, exactly. Yeah. Um, so you're on, you've gone on to birth control. Yes, I started the pill, which is giving me migraines because right. apparently that's the thing. Uh, uh, question. Yes. Why now? Um, stuff's changing without going into too much detail and I want to control that stuff. Okay, no fickle. Yeah. So. You do you. But we do, and for those of you who don't know, you can actually go onto an app now. You sign up, you pay a subscription, you, it's just $80 for the year and you speak to a clinical nurse. And they give you your pill and then they send it to you through the mail and you get it every three months. The hell you say? Hmm. Very so, convenient. So with your choice of birth control, because mm-hmm. pardon me for not knowing this, um, even though I'm in full support of whatever anyone wants to do, their body, their choice, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> is it? Because I remember mm-hmm. back in the day, 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 like, you know, when dinosaurs roamed the earth, it was a everyday pill. Yes. Is that the one? Because yes. I didn't know whether or not there were advancements in uh, modern medicine that, you know, one little pill once a month or anything. Like, so it's still it's, a, a look, daily. There's all, there's all different and there's all different side effects. Right. So I'm just choosing the lower lowest hormone sort of injection possible right with being able to control certain aspects of my life okay. so yeah it's just it's time getting a bit much um getting very tired uh even though i'm having eight nine hours sleep and it's sort of just taking a lot out of me so i need to sort of control that part of my life so it's more of a hormonal thing I think so. As I'm getting older, like, you know, obviously you, you know, you, you, you're going through the change. Have you, have you gone through the change? I'm currently in the change. I started change. about four years ago, nearly four years ago. I'm still going. You're still going. Still yeah. very strong. But, you know, without, you know, periods are normal. It's just a thing. Like, yeah. get, get over it. And they're just getting a bit irregular and yucky. Cool. Yeah. Basically. So I thought let's, even my friend who is five, 
or six years older than me. She actually had to start it again too. She's like, mine were just out of control. So she just sort of started that as well. Well, it does make sense because you can use them to control that. Yes. And I've only been taking them for four days now, but I'm starting to get the migraines. And apparently that's the thing. You're introducing hormones into your body. Yeah. It's happening. But yeah, so that was, that's really, that's my week. <laughs> you do you. Yeah. Um, that's, all, that's all? Yeah, that's that's all. I I did my research on farts. So oh, after, awesome. after your week, I can tell you a little bit about that. And then I thought awesome. I'd do something new, which was I read a weird news story and just share it. It's not Why very not? exciting. It's just. You know what? Why not? Hmm. Why not? And we'll see how your week was. Okay, so it was a very long, boring, well, not boring, but it was a very long week. I uh, found out that a friend of mine's mother had passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so went to the funeral on Wednesday. So broke my week up work-wise. Um, the night before, I, then I found out my friend's father had passed away. My other friend's father had passed away. So um, I was nearly on an aeroplane to the United States of America this week, except I couldn't get an emergency passport in time. Um, so those were the main points of the week. Went shopping today. Uh, went to the office, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I t- oh, I'll tell you one thing that happened at the, at the funeral though, right? So we went, it was in a dirty, great big church. Uh, The family didn't know a lot of people. So there were only maybe, I'm going to say conservatively 40, possibly 45 people there Mm -hmm. in a church that seats 400. Mm -hmm. Uh, Managed to go into a Catholic church, sing hymns, take communion and not have the building implode on me, which was great. Uh, However, having said that, the priest was, fantastic like uh felt a little bit more comfortable because I always kind of feel awkward going in there being raised as a Catholic but but knowing their stance on homosexuality and all of this other stuff and he was so good he was just like you know we welcome everyone here we welcome Catholics we welcome non-Catholics we welcome gay people straight people blah 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 all of this and I'm like you're cool but that's and people need to realize that that Jesus never actually discriminated against anyone. No, the but people... it was actually quite good knowing that the religion that I grew up in mm. and, and and all of that. Like, I don't know if any other person has gone. Oh, they mentioned gay people in my church, or like they they don't. Whereas he, this one was like, we're kind of progressive. So you know, we if you're gay, straight by whatever it is that you are you're welcome as well all of this other stuff so that was it was nice um there was a an older woman there who I think I want to become when I grow up Mm -hmm. because she was just kind of like aloof and doing her own thing and I liked that about her she was a bit ditzy at the same time it was Mm -hmm. actually quite charming Um, so two things happened that pissed me off actually. Um, so the first one was, uh, so the funeral's done, lovely service, fitting send off for a lovely woman. 
uh, all of that other stuff. We go to uh, the burial site overlooking it's the Waverley Cemetery, which actually overlooks the ocean. Uh, the undertaker guy who was there was actually quite lovely and he was explaining things to us and we're going, oh, look at the weather. Because I've been there before and I'm like, oh, the property, the, the um, grave sites that are looking over the ocean are just great. And he goes, and they don't cost any more than the ones that don't overlook the ocean. And I'm like, with oceanfront property being this expensive now, like that's, that's actually great, right? So uh, <clears throat> we do that. Um, uh, the coffin gets lowered into the ground. We go, okay, let's go to the wake now. So we get to the wake and there was only maybe 10 of us who turned up to the grave site. So we were like, okay, it's going to be this nice, small, little intimate affair. We walk into the, the wake and there's like 80 people there. People who didn't have the decency to turn up to the service are going for the free food and booze. Yes, correct. I found that quite appalling. That was number one. Yeah, number I agree. Two, number two, we're sitting around the table and we're all having a chat and one, the, one of the girls that we used to work with um, went to go and get something to eat. And as she's standing there, this woman out of nowhere goes uh can you tell me who x and y are meaning the daughters of the woman who's passed away and the friend the the person that we work with went pardon and she goes can you tell me who daughter a and daughter b are and she went you 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 don't know them and she goes, no. And this, this person that we work with goes, goes, what are you doing here? If you don't even know who the daughters of the dead person are, why are you here? Mm. So it was just, it was really, really bizarre. Um, okay, so we're back in. Right. So um, so that was weird. Um, the lady who has uh, <laughs> Uh, ditzy lady who I want to be mm -hmm. um, were, so I actually normally don't get up for communion because I don't want to accept the body of Christ while the Catholic Church has something against homosexuals um, but this priest made me feel nice and comfortable so I went you know what fuck it like let's just uh, get, stand up and get communion so where the pews were and where the coffin was in relation to the pews, they should have pushed it about a foot forward. It was almost like you had to kind of twist a little bit to get between the pew and the coffin to get to the priest to get the communion. Mm -hmm. So, oh dear, I, I let in front of me bump the coffin. Not <laughs> <laughs> and I let out these like audible. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, that was, that was it. that was it and then zero fucks given by this woman by the way she was just like whatever i just went up and got the communion i i helped her back to her chair because she's she's probably late 80s easily and so i helped her back a little bit and the the thing that was also throwing me was like i've been to my fair share of uh services and you know sunday schools and and, and all that when i was growing up 
Um, and I know a bit about what goes on in those services, but this woman who was sitting behind me was doing the whole thing verbatim, including what the priest was saying. Hmm. Like I didn't, you know, I've got the problem with the hearing, right? Even though he was microphoned, he still spoke very quiet. He was one of the funniest people. I actually said to him, I go, hey, he goes, yeah. And I said, if I had more priests like you when I was younger, I probably would have continued going to church. He was so funny. But anyway, so I could hear him a little bit on the microphone, but I couldn't hear him quite well because of my hearing. But because she was doing it, at every point because she was just like she was you know um and she was old school like me so there were a couple of things that have changed um where that everybody who was in the church was saying the new stuff and me and old Edna behind me were saying the old stuff so it was almost like we were almost fist bumping because like when we both said it I kind of caught her eye and I I, I turned around and I smiled and she just kind of like looked at me like yeah you got I got you we're both we're both old school here um but yeah so um and then went shopping today spur of the moment decision bought an ipad uh-huh. but here's the thing though right so we went because there have been a few hiccups buying my wife a new phone <laughs> you wouldn't believe some of the hiccups that we've had we've, we've come across mm. so it was like we bought it and then like they weren't delivering it because the bank wouldn't release the funds, but they took the funds out of my account. So I'm on the phone with like Amazon yelling down the phone and like, and then, you know, um, we wanted to get one. I walked down to Officeworks, but they didn't have it. Like it was just, we've had a couple of false starts. So um, we were going to wait until we came back from Cannes, but you know, my wife, so my wife does this. She goes, fucking thing doesn't charge properly. And I go, okay, we'll buy you a new phone. No, it's fine, right? So the phone, they, it's still charged, but it was like you had to like get really fiddly with the cord. Yeah. And so a couple of days ago passed, she'd have a problem again, bitch about the charging. So I'm like, I'll get you a new phone. No, 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 it's fine. We'll wait till we get back from Cairns. I'm like, okay. And then this morning, this morning I just had it. Like I just went, you know what? I'm not waiting. So... Um, I was doing something and I'm like, the Apple store at Catswood's only like you know, 15 minutes up the road. Um, and it was early enough in the morning. It was around eight o'clock when I started to think about it. And so I had a little bit of a look around and she could get, cause she, it turns out she had an iPhone 11. Mm. So she could get a $300 trade in. So she didn't want a 15 and she didn't want a 14. She wanted a 13 because she liked the number. So I, I think we picked it up for, uh, I think after the trade-in, it was like $799. And um, so I was like, oh, well, we'll just save $300 on a phone. And I said to the, this woman, I said, cheapest iPad, what you got? I don't need anything flashy. What you got? She has $549 went sold. We just bought an iPad for $249. Bucks. Why not? I said, put it in. Get a bigger bag, put it in there. But then they don't tell you because you've got to do the backups. And obviously I know that you've got to do the backups and whatnot. But so my wife in particular was comfortable with the um, transferring of everything over to her new phone. Hmm. Um, Because they they were like, okay, so what you do is you just 
And they said to her, when you get home, do the backup and that'll all go download onto your phone. And my wife was like, no, I'm not leaving this store unless I, unless it's 100% like everything's all good. That takes forever, by the way. Also, um, there was a there was a couple there who were there before us and was still there after we left, right? So, and we were there for like over an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Uh, the chairs that they have don't have backs on them, so it, it's actually very uncomfortable by the time you finish. <laughs> like when you go to stand up, you can't you, you can't feel your legs because you've basically cut off the circulation to them because you're straddling this stupid chair, and there's no back on it. Like, get your shit together, Apple. Put some backs on some chairs, man. They don't want you to be comfortable. But they're happy to keep you there. Like, they kept me there. So here's the other thing. So one of the one of the the last time I went to Apple, you've got to make an appointment to go to Apple now, right? Mm-hmm. So I made the appointment and I go there and they go, Oh, actually, um, can you give us about half an hour? And I'm like, Well, my appointment's now. They go, oh, we're a little bit behind. Can you give us half an hour? So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll step around. And I'm like, you know what? Appointments are for dickheads. I'm not even going to bother. So when we left, I said to my wife, haven't made an appointment, just going to walk in. Because it's, it's at a shopping centre. So they'd have to expect walk-ins. Yeah. Right? I think it's more, I thought appointments were more for like, you need stuff repaired or looked at or... Pretty much for anything, as it turns out. Like I had to, when I bought my last phone, I had to make an appointment to purchase the phone, right? Mm. Yeah. So we walk in, the the bitch who's at the door who stands there with the really mini, mini iPad was distracted by somebody. So we just walked straight past her. Mm. And then I'm standing there and I'm looking around because they've got red shirts on now, not blue. I don't know. I haven't been to an Apple store in years. They're red, like the red that I'm wearing right now. Mm. So my wife sees two of them standing over talking to each other and she just barges in on the conversation. She goes, are you busy? <laughs> the girl's like, uh, uh, no, not really. She goes, great, you can come and sell me a phone. So <laughs> didn't need to make an appointment. She just hijacked the first person that she could find. Um, and that poor woman was just like, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? And then like her, fi- her face kind of lit up a, li- a little bit when I went, I'm only paying $249 for an iPad. Get a bigger bag. We're buying an iPad. And she was like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they seated us over with a guy who um, would periodically come over but was too busy with everybody else. Oh, here's a story for you. No, I'm going to leave it for the pancreas moment because it did actually piss me off while we were in Apple. Mm. My pancreas moment. So you had something to tell after I told my work. Sorry, but that was a really long week. So, I was... <laughs> so going back to the starting thing, which kind of yeah. makes sense now. Like apparently okay. there's not much study on it because no one wants to study it. But there is a paper, which I couldn't get my hands on because I'd actually like to read it. it sounds very interesting. This uh-huh. is a sociological study on the history of farting. It earned a graduate of a central China's university's praise from his thesis advisors and many giggles from netizens. I'm not sure what netizens is. I don't know. Anyway, so Gao Xuanwei, uh, that's as good as it's going to get, graduated from a master program of Central China Normal University in Wuhan. Yep. Yeah. 
That's where COVID started, right? Um, yeah, it is. Hubei province more than a decade ago, but his thesis gained online fame on Sunday. The thesis examined, I think it's because everybody listened to our podcast and then they wanted to know the history of farting. And then, mm. yeah, that's what, that must have been it. Yeah. The thesis examined ancient literature and found that letting out a healthy fart was socially acceptable way back then, arguing that the diet of poor people amplified the need to pass gas. So people with privilege apparently had a better diet, probably fewer beans, and they turned the noisy body function into this taboo activity, which is for the most people. No way. Yeah, so. Blame it on the pole. So basically it was, yeah, seen as like poor people fart and rich people don't fart. Wow. And it probably would have been true because people who were rich used to eat a lot more meat than the poor people. So you would have been a lot backed up because it would have been just like meat and maybe a little bit of edge. But anyway. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so that was a history of fun. It kind of makes sense. It does. It does. Um, and then it would have turned into like women disgusting. Stop it. Yes. Even my two year old, who, by the way, just had his first haircut. I caved. It happened. He looks like Ellen DeGeneres, but we'll go on. Um, even when I fart, my two year old likes to either A, push out a fart as well, or B, go ew, <laughs> uh, which is kind of cute. But. He's also learning that it's taboo, so. Uh-huh. Wow. So, hang on. I'm just trying to figure out which part I'm in. Am I rich or pop? Um, back then or now? Now. Because you fought? Yeah. Not a lot, but I do. Oh, sometimes depends. I do. Depends what I eat. Yeah. Is. Yeah. But yeah. having a healthy colon, farting and pooping. Right? You yeah, know, but we know that now. We didn't yeah. know that back in Wuhan days. No. Huh. Well, that's not Wuhan days. That's just where he's from. Wu-Tang Clan days. <laughs> so the other thing I read, which I just, I was... I don't know. I was looking at weird news on Sky News. And would you have read anything further if you had read this topic, which this headline, which was Colombia to cull invasive hippo population after Pablo Escobar's pets spiral in numbers? Would you have read any further? Probably not. Well, I thought it was interesting. Anyway, so the story is that the drug kingpin brought a group of the animals to his estate during the 1980s, but there are fears that their numbers in the wild could rise to more than 1,000 by 2035. So, yep. Are they endangered? Isn't that a good thing? So, we'll go into it. So, Colombia has announced plans to control its hippo population amid fears it is spiralling out of control after drug blah, 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 juice from the country. The government yeah. said they plan to curb the numbers through sterilisation and the transfer of the mammals to other countries as well as possibly euthanasia. A little bit harsh. Mm. Um, I don't know if they're endangered in Colombia. Obviously not. 
So, because the environmental minister is the one who is making this decision. I thought, rhino, I thought rhinos were African. We're talking about hippos. Sorry. I thought, <laughs> hippos, I thought hippos were African. Well, that's why they were brought in. Yeah, but how can it go out of control if they're if they're bought in? Like, it's not like they originated from the region or anything like that. No, but they had he started a hippo zoo. Okay, so that's where it got out of control. So, um, they're starting to do forty hippos a year of sterilization. Um, so they're often the hippos were dispersed over a large area and warned they're territorial and often aggressive. As we know, they actually killed quite a fair few amount of people. Um, in April, one of Escobar's former hippos died after being hit by an SUV on a highway from, a, from Bogota to Medellin. Scientists have warned that the hippo species can change the composition of rivers and could impact the habitat of the local manatees and capybaras. Okay. So I think they've been... Hmm? Don't euthanize them. There are plenty of places that would be more than happy to have hippopotami. So this is the other thing. So she's working on a protocol for exporting the animals and they're not going to export an animal if there's no authorization from that country that they're exporting them to. Um, so he brought them to his private zoo on his estate. It became a tourist attraction after his death in 1993. Mm-hmm. But since then, the animals went into nearby rivers and have flourished. And there are no, this is the problem. So in Africa, there are predators for hippos. But in Colombia, there's no natural predators. So that, that's what obviously isn't controlling the hippo population. And right. it's been declared as an invasive species. So, yeah, that's, I, thought, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, but I probably would have been like, you know what, that sounds like too hard to read, not today. But then I probably would have clicked on it at some point. Well, it was just I was looking for weird news stuff, just so that's why I clicked on it. I want to go into my pancreas because it has not, not anything to do with the Apple Store, but it has more to do with your priest issues, whereas you had a good experience with your priest. My priest, on the other hand, absolute ass face not Please. because i don't i don't know if he's intolerant i haven't go, i don't go to his church because i don't like him and so my my son my eight-year-old's doing his reconciliation kiss kiss mm-hmm. and he has to do these classes outside of school yep. so there is mind you i pay for him to go to a catholic school this is what I feel that I've paid three and a half thousand dollars a year for for him to go to the classes inside of school times. Because right now you're asking eight year olds to do four classes from three forty five until five pm, and we just sit there in this group and do this book like it's just and the book doesn't even get checked. I don't even know why we're there anyway. I didn't go to the first one. My husband went to the first one, but I went to the second one and he starts it off with a prayer. Color me surprised. But then he goes on to talk about, these are all eight-year-olds, by the way. Mm-hmm. He goes on to talk about the war that's happening in, oh, where is it happening? Israel. Israel. The Gaza Strip. The Gaza Strip, yeah. Oh, I just almost said Iraq and I'm like, that's, anyway. 
Um, he goes on to talk about that and he goes into detail about people being attacked and people being kidnapped and people being assaulted. And I'm like, these are eight-year-old children. I don't show them the news. He doesn't get to see that. And I thought it was really out of order that he decided it's like coming in and someone telling you, your kid that Santa's not real. Like, yeah. You don't, you don't get to choose what my son hears from the news. I want to keep that innocence as long as I possibly can. Absolutely. And I felt very off book because he just kept going into it, talking about bombings, talking about people setting fire to things and killing children. And I'm like, this. how is no one else bothered by this? Did anybody bother to interject and say this is inappropriate? Well... The reason I didn't was because my son was not paying attention whatsoever. <laughs> he was over there trying to get like his mate to like look at him so they could make faces at each other. But yeah. I was actually trying to distract him to be like, don't listen to this bullshit. Mm. Um, but I can't stand him. I cannot stand him. I reckon you should make a complaint. Considering it. Life, you have to say your son was affected by it. But also, we're leaving the school at the end of the year. So, oh, are you? Yes. Okay. So, do I? Yeah. Anyway. But that's my pancreas. I don't like the priest. I think he's inappropriate. He wears outside of the church, he wears tight pants, and you can see the outline of his penis. It's gross. Mother. Nice advertised. My mother can't stand him. She thinks he's creepy. And unfortunately, you fall into a category of creepy. Fair enough. That's my issue with with priests. I just put the pen in my mouth and part of the pen came off in my mouth. Well, serves you right. Shouldn't put pens in your mouth. That's not where they belong. I was just doing this. I'm aware. A piece of pen came off in my mouth. So. Apple bar. Apple. Apple genius bar. Right. So we know that when you go into those places, you get the share table, right, where you do your charging and you do all of your stuff and people come around, right? So we were sitting there minding our own business, waiting for um, backups and moving across of information and all of that other stuff. And there was a husband and wife with their two sons who I just wanted to punch the kids. So hard. They were so annoying. Crawling all over the fucking desk and trying to push it, whatever. So, but then they weren't my pancreas moment. But here is my pancreas moment. So this woman comes over, a woman from the subcontinent region. Mm-hmm. Uh, lovely woman like she sounded lovely she was very courteous and very respectful when she was talking to the apple anyway she had a kid with her her daughter who was I'm going to say around the 10 or 11 mark mm-hmm. um, had a cast on her arm now after everything I probably would have broken her arm myself. So maybe, you know, mummy may have been a little bit more forceful than, I don't know. But no, the woman was actually very lovely. So um, 
they were buying a new phone. So the new phone was sitting there. They got the uh, 15 Max Pro, whatever it is. The dirty great big one with three cameras. Uh, but in front of them was the new phone and then three old phones. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm not entirely sure what part of the conversation was, but obviously the mother was as tech savvy as I am, <laughs> which is not at all. And the daughter was translating. However, the phone was for the daughter, the 10 or 11-year-old getting a fucking 15 Max Pro fucking phone, right? Yeah. The reason why she was getting it is because mum gives daughter the hand-me-down and daughter breaks it. Okay. Right? Uh, October 4th. The reason why we know that is because the last backup was October 4th because I could hear the conversation. But the thing is that the daughter, so the phone breaks on August, uh, October 4th. She doesn't tell her mother until yesterday because she had the other phone. Selfish little fucking bitch. She's fucking breaking phones all, all over the fucking. And, and then, so um, the, the Apple Bar genius person guy, um, he goes like this. He goes, so, um, well, we can't really do a lot with this one. So the little kid goes like this. So what do I get for a trade-in for this one? He goes, nothing. It doesn't work. So zero. So then she's got the other phone and she goes, oh, how much of a trade-in am I going to get for this? And it was a 13. Mm -hmm. So he's like, "Um, oh, you'll get, it's $640 for a trade-in, right? Yeah. So you take 640 bucks off the price of the 15 max, right? So you're probably looking at what, 1,050, whatever it is. So the mother says something to her, like, maybe we should look at the next one down, meaning like the 15 or the 15 Pro, not the Pro Max. And she's like, this is the one that I want. And this is the one that I'm going to get. I wasn't feeling very good about her at that moment. And I almost wanted to parent the fuck out of her myself. (laughs) Because mum, who, as I said, was a lovely woman, is about to spend her or possibly dad's hard-earned dollars on this spoiled little fucking kid. Now, here's the thing also, right? So she's got the iPhone and, and and she's getting the brand new iPhone, and then she turns around to the mother, and she goes, "She goes, I'll need I, I'll need pods for that." So then the mum's like, "Oh, how much are the AirPods?" And he says the number, and he says, "Oh, it depends on which one you want." And she and the, the kid's like, "The latest, I want the latest." And so the guy rattles off a price, and you can see the mother kind of like, "It's a bit much." Like they are what they are, and she goes, and, and she goes like this, she goes, uh, "No." Uh, big and she lied, fucking lied. She was like, she goes, no, no, they only go like the the fifteen only can um, have these specific ones, right? I'm like, fuck you, you little piece of shit. If you were my child, you were going to get smacked all around Chatswood Chase, and you weren't getting the fucking phone. I can promise you that right now. Nope. I would have been getting the phone because mum, mum's sitting there with her phone, right? Which I think was the fourteen, like the the big fourteen, the Max Pro, mm. whatever it is, right? She's sitting there with that. That thing has seen better days. I saw it. It's it's seen better days, but little fucking P 
piece of shit kid over there gets herself the brand new fucking new beaut fuck off phone? No. You broke a phone and you didn't tell your mum. You hit it. And it, I had so many questions like, how did you find out? And then how did little fucking shit bitch convince you that she needed the new iPhone Pro Max thingy phone? While I've been talking this through, I had the shits with the kid. I think I have the shits with the mother too. Yeah, well, okay. In my head, I went, that's just bad parenting. Yeah. But she was nice though. But yeah, that, that's nice that's doesn't mean nice. Well, that's exactly that's no, the right. problem. Like if okay, so for instance, my son broke his iPad, but he was like, I think he just hit three and didn't realize yeah. that they don't go in water. Huh. No, they don't. Knew that now. Um, but if he was to a intentionally break the iPad now, I'm not buying a new one. I'm I'm not one to replace if it's an accident or you know it just dies because it's it's I think it's like that's, three or four years old fair play fair play um yeah. then but but he would have to and I know it would be punishing myself as well as him uh I would not buy him an iPad out of principle I'm I, I'm not teaching him that you can just replace things like that because well, he's we, convinced that we have poor money See, that's the thing. Like, this that's the problem with like young kids and teenagers and all that in particular. We live in such a throwaway society. But that's, and it's taken me until this point. Like, I have a 13, but I've had a 13 for three and a bit years now. Mm. But every two years, I would upgrade my phone. Yeah. It's taken me until this point to be like, I don't need a new phone until this one's dead. Our phones have to be on death door. Yeah. Right? Um, but I did, so, yeah, we did the iPad. But mind you, the last iPad that we had was like a Gen 2. Like you can't even update yeah. anymore, right? And so, you know, there, there are some things that we possibly need um, iPads for, not need, but would like to have the iPad for. Yeah. Um, and we work hard for our money. We work very, very hard for our money and yeah, we buy things, but we don't go, we don't make, um, impulse buys like that. It was just, I did the math in my head and clicked into we're only spending $250 on an iPad because I had what we were paying for the phone earmarked. Yeah. You know? knew about the trading thing, but that trading is not a guarantee. They have to do a whole bunch of testing first. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So then when I heard, you know, iPad $249, it's going to happen. But yeah, like um, that iPad will be until it dies. Every, like all of our stuff is in, in, until it dies. Mm. Right. Uh, when um, pre-surgery, I had clothing um i wore it until the holes in it became not acceptable in public yeah right um and and, and all of that um so 
kids like that though but I also grew up without money and see so. see we didn't grow up without money however I felt that I saw my mum work three jobs I saw my dad sometimes work and not work so she worked hard for the money and I never was one to ask her so when I started making my own money I would buy what I wanted never saved anything because I would just buy what I wanted so it's taken me a long time to get to this point and yes I still make impulse buys I still have Amazon I am not uh I can't avoid my mistakes um but I am much more conscious. Um, like even now, if my son breaks his iPad, we can't afford to buy a new one. You're just going to have to wait. Sorry, it's going to probably be next year's birthday present. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even considering buying Maddox. I'm not even considering buying my other son an iPad. Yeah. Um, just, nah, you'd be right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> But see, the, the other thing is that we have seriously considered buying an iPad for a new iPad for about a year now. Like we've been without an iPad for six or seven years, hmm. maybe. Uh, and we, we thought about it and we were just like, you know what, if the opportunity presents it, like we're not going to go through all the hassle of ordering it online and getting it delivered and all of that. Like we were just like, whatever, if the opportunity ever presents itself. And today it did. Um, had we have not got the trade in, we wouldn't have got the iPad. I can assure you. But we almost import impulse bought me the fifteen <laughs> because so I don't get you know that I just get your regular run of the mill phone. I don't need the Pro, the Pro Max, anything like yeah. that. So um, the I can't it's fourteen ninety nine or something like that. I can't remember what it is, but the trading on my phone is $640. So I actually would have got a 15 for $799. Hmm. I got I could get $640 trading for my phone. <clears throat> so getting an iPhone 15 for like $800 was uh, very appealing. So uh, the kid's an asshole. The mother's a fucking dickhead, but a nice dickhead. Uh, too spoiled for own good. And this was the thing, though. He was the thing that really got me. Was this girl sat there like she was a real housewife of Chatswood. <laughs> right? She was just like, she was sitting there prim and proper. And when she was addressing, like when she was talking to the guy, it was almost like, um, you, I am deeming you worthy of me oh, speaking yeah, of to you. Yeah. It, it was one of those things. And I just wanted to bitch slap the little fucking kid. Like, oh, my God, it was awful. Speaking of which, Real Housewives, are you liking the Sydney one? I've only watched the first episode. Okay. <laughs> I started to watch the second episode and then got distracted by something and um, I'll watch. I'll probably catch up with them tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm in and out, um, but I've kept up. So every time I drop in, I'll just watch the one episode and then jump back out again. All right. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as, I don't think it's as cringy. No, no, I lie. It's pretty cringy. Yeah, no, it's pretty cringy. Can't be anywhere near as bad as the first season of Real Housewives of Sydney. No, it's pretty bad. Oh, is it? 
And I'm going to end up turning off it because that kind of that Real Housewives of Sydney, the first season, was just to the point where I was like, I will only ever watch Melbourne because Melbourne just makes me feel classy, you know. I just, I don't know. They're trying to create this storyline, and it's it's just feeling very forced. Is it involving the vet? Yeah. Okay. You know who I actually like? I can't remember her name or anything, but. I watched her on Celebrity Gogglebox the other day. There were two Real Housewives of Sydney doing Celebrity Gogglebox. Mm-hmm. And one of them, because I've only watched the first episode, I can't even tell you which one it is. Um, one of them that was on the Celebrity Gogglebox. I actually really like her. I don't, I don't know why. I'm Maybe actually, was... and this is in homage to our background, um, the new Frasier. I have um... no interest. On Paramount. I've never actually watched, like, from start to finish the old Frasier. Frasier was a fantastic show. Mm. Um, part of the reason why I'm not interested is, so when they reimagined Will and Grace, mm-hmm. they basically, their, their storyline now basically negated the ending of the original series. Yeah. And they also what happened was, the uh, working relationship between Deborah Messing and Megan Mullally soured and the reports were coming through. So I wasn't enjoying it because knowing that they weren't as tight as they were Mm. um, and you could almost sense the tension in their scenes, it kind of, so it kind of detracted me. It's like um, the remake, not remake, but the reboot of um, Sex and the City, the Mm. And and just like that or whatever it is. I know that we're not reviewing this. Che, actually starting to like, it's taken me a season and a half, wanted her gone. The one person who needs to go from that series is Miranda. Yeah, she's a little annoying. It's just... I don't know where they thought they were taking her character, but they were taking it straight to Cancelville because I just can't. Um, Charlotte's character is almost the same, but I actually found myself liking Carrie. But I don't care what anybody says, that show does not work without Samantha. Everyone's going, oh, it should be fine if Samantha's not there. No. It's not. No, it's not. I don't. Do you- I agree. Did you ever hear the story? I was reading this in an article one day um, and it was, they spoke to Candace, what the name, the person who read it, wrote it. And she denied that this was what I'm about to say. It was actually the case, but she said, it's actually very interesting. So this, the story is, and someone uh, did an article on this that uh, Miranda Charlotte and, Samantha aren't actually real people. They're characters in her head. Right, right. So when Carrie's writing the stories, it's all about her, but she's just giving that part of that story a name. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Grease, the movie Grease. Somebody wrote an article saying that Sandy and Danny had been dead the whole time. Yeah, but that 
I think, and they did the same thing with Scrubs with the janitor. The janitor was just supposed to be the imaginary, uh, but because that actor is fucking phenomenal, he just kept appearing in the scene. So I guess they could have, if the characters didn't work out, they could have just been like, well, that character dies, that character gets written out because it's just her imagination. Um, which, yeah, it provides like this fallback, I guess, if it doesn't work out. But I'm watching the new Sex and the City. I don't like it. I can't get into it. I just feel that, they, look, I, I, I like that there's more LGBTQIA+, but I just feel that. Yeah, like, but it's almost, it's become too, for lack of a better term, woke. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. Like they're trying to be this, they, they've been doing this with a few seasons um, after COVID when they've been able to look, start sort of filming. I am I am a part of the Alphabet Rainbow Mafia, mm-hmm. right? I know people in the LGBTQIA+. I don't know anywhere near as many as what's in their fucking lives over there. Mm-hmm. Every other person is part of the Rainbow Mafia. Yeah. Right? I don't even know that many people. And I'm in it. And all different subsets. <laughs> all different. Yeah. And yeah, I get it. So, it it brings awareness to different things. But you only need to do that to through like one or two characters. You don't yeah. need to do it through, you know. Um, I don't like the fact that they're choosing that and I'm not doing this for racial reasons. I'm just I can't remember her character name. Um, the Middle Eastern lady that they've got who's basically best friends with Carrie now. She's she's like the Middle Eastern Samantha. Yeah, I feel that they tried to bring her in as that, but didn't want to replace Samantha. It's very confusing. I don't know. I'm not into it. I don't like I don't like that Miranda hurt Steve like that. Because I actually really like Steve. Yeah. Uh you know what? I like Steve, then I didn't like him, then I liked him. Yeah. But because he did cheat on her. He did cheat, yes. But this is years later. Like she's obviously forgiven him. Yeah, hundred percent. You know. So yeah. So I just felt I feel that like she would have know that she was a lesbian earlier on in the marriage but anyway we digress let's talk about another lgbtqia plus show that we are actually supposed to talk about the rupaul's drag race rupaul's drag race uk on season five snatch 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 game snatch game it was the Snatch Game episode. It wasn't the Snatch Game of Love. Thank God. I think Snatch Game of Love is only on All Stars. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so um, <clears throat> I think in last week's episode, you couldn't remember the name of the Panto, but you're close. And I was like, no, nah, it's Panto Dames. You were close. It was Panto No, She Better Don't Okay, or something like that. Something like that. So you're on the right path. Mm -hmm. Ergo, well done you. (laughs) Um, So this week's episode was the Snatchy Snatchy Snatch Game. Not of love, just for the shits and giggles of Snatch Game. Uh, So let's just break it down into characters, shall we? Mm-hmm. Where do you start with 
Tamara Thomas. <laughs> okay. It was fantastically fucked. <laughs> so I want to say that I only knew two. Like I know I I know some of the names. However, I don't know who these people like. I don't know what their characteristics are like. I don't know anything more. So if you can make me laugh, and I don't know who you are, you're doing a good job. So. Tamara, Tamara Thomas, I just, Michelle was right. It was so ridiculous. It was hilarious. But mm-hmm. Mrs. Doubtfire is ridiculous. Yeah. It's a dude in a dress. Yeah. Like it was ridiculous because it at, didn't look at anything. First I thought what she was doing was Mrs. Doubtfire was slipping out of character into the Daniel character. Right, right, That's right. what I first, the, the third, first, and then I was like, Oh no, she's talking about the conversation that she had with Rue, where Rue was like, "Do you do a southern accent?" Oh, is that what she's doing? I yeah. honestly thought, you know, um, it was funny though, because she kind of played it as if Robin Williams was insane, which he is. That movie was insane. He have you ever seen Robin Williams in a movie? He goes through twenty characters yeah. in one answer to one question. Yeah. yeah, um, he was known for being super eccentric, as most funny people are. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think, I think she should have won. To be honest, I'm not going to go that far. But the way that she brought it back to the the face in the pie was, yeah, that was good. great. It's great. But um, I wouldn't have given her the win. I I don't know because I feel that she took a risk and it paid off, mm-hmm. and yeah. Who did I I predicted Caramel and Dee Delicious in the bottom, but then I also did. said Vicky Vivacious if she got in her own head. Yes. Okay. So, anyway, so we'll go through. I have no idea who Dame Barbara Cartland was. So Dame Barbara Cartland was a famous romance novelist, okay. like Jackie Collins, right? Okay. Yeah. This woman, I'm probably going to get the numbers wrong and I know one friend in particular is probably jumping up and down as they're listening to this I believe she wrote over a hundred romance novels okay and like she died like really late in life like I'm gonna say she hit the ton she hit the hundred right um yeah yeah she she was the predecessor to Jackie Collins but she was before so she was writing the the steamy romance novels before Jackie Collins got on she board. She wrote 723 books. So I was right. She wrote over 100. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, but, but she lived to like a decent age, yeah? She hit the ton, didn't she? I believe so. Uh, wait, 99 by the looks of it. Born. Oh, she Betty Whited it. Oh, maybe she did because she... Born in 9th of July, 1901, and then died 21, 21st of May, 2000. So that's 99. She was 99. Right? She died on my birthday. She died like two months before she would have hit 100. She died on my birthday. Nice. 21st of May, yeah? Uh, yeah. So she was 99. Bless her heart. Um, yeah, so she was okay, we've now established quite proficient with her novel, novel, novelizing. 
Uh, yeah, and she was, the, as I said, the predecessor to Jackie Collins, like the steamy romance ones where, like, if your wife was reading the book that day, the husband was getting lucky that night type thing. Yeah, I they're even that. more predecessors. They're even more predecessors to like the not Twilight. What's that other stupid franchise you may be watching? I got into it. Oh. No, 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 no. Uh, the Fifty Shades. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So she's a little bit long-winded, Ginger, but. It, it, if it was a bit shorter, like it would have been like on the level as Vendela Creme, Maggie Smith. Like it was yeah. very, had very good quips. Um, um, I feel Kate Butch as Kate Bush. I didn't get it because I don't know who Kate Bush is. I know that she sang that song. She sang lots of songs. Yeah, but I don't know who she is as a person. Not a lot of people do. Now, I, I've i known Kate Bush pretty much my whole life, right? Mm. I couldn't even tell you what she sounds like speaking. Okay. So I think I, I think what she did was clever. It was almost like, you know how um, Cheddar Gorgeous did Queen Elizabeth I? Yeah. And just did her any way she wanted to because no one would ever, no one would have like audio of her speaking or anything. Yeah. I think, that, I mean, and that's not to say that Kate Bush hasn't done interviews, but as I said, I've known her for at least 40 years and I've never heard the woman speak. Yeah. Um, but she had running up the road, running up the hill. She had Wuthering Heights, uh, Babushka Bar. Babushka Babushka Babushka, yeah, yeah. She sings with a cello. That's the film clip that I remember. Um, I actually thought that the Kate Bush was funny. I thought Um, it was funny, which I gave her credit for because I didn't know who it was. All right, yeah. That accent's going to be fun. And I like that she sort of played <laughs> with the guest judges. Yeah. Uh, I feel that she would have won if her runway was. Runway, yeah. Yeah. So the runway lost it. Um, Fanny Craddock, absolutely no idea who that is. Never heard of that before, ever. Oh, she's a, she's a TV chef. Well, I know that now. Sorry, a TV cook. Wasn't Remember funny. She was a chef. Sorry. No, wasn't funny at all. Um, Caramel, I don't know who Dion Warwick is as a person. I don't know. But you know who Dion Warwick is though, right? I don't think so. Uh, she was Whitney Houston's godmother. No, why would I know that? Okay, so Dion Warwick is a singer from the 60s, 70s and 80s. She used to host a TV show called Solid Gold, right? Uh... She had uh, a hit with the Bee Gees song uh, that the, the Bee Gees wrote, you know, why do you have to be a heartbreaker? Is it a lesson that I never knew? Um, she also sang, was one of the singers on That's What Friends Are For. Actually, first cousin to Whitney Houston. Sorry, first cousin, not godmother. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, um, look, like I, I've heard of the name before, but have she I? She also she also had a psychic network. Actually, she went very huge on Twitter about three or four years ago because she just had like random thought tweets that was so bizarre but hilarious at the same time as she was getting to know like how to use Twitter and stuff. Right. Yeah, 
Dion Warwick is huge. Like, there's going to be a lot of gay people and drag queens and stuff who aren't going to be happy with the fact that you don't even know who Dion Warwick it's is. It's before I was even born. Like, it's just not something that I grew up with. So I I love a lot of things from before I was born. Yeah, but you grew up with it. Like it, it might doesn't wait. matter. I no, I choose to educate myself on a lot. It doesn't mean that I didn't want to educate myself on black women singers. I just didn't listen. That wasn't my music that I grew up with. I grew up with like uh, Eric Clapton and BB King and that kind of oh. stuff. What, sorry, BB King. Uh, didn't BB King uh, wasn't BB King out before you were born too? That's so what I'm saying. My dad listened to that music. If my dad listened to Dion Warwick music, then I would have grown up listening to Dion Warwick. But I didn't. Well, it wasn't my you, music. Now you know your homework. Now, right? No, I don't want to listen to it. Gonna have to throw your ally card. You're gonna have to throw in your ally card. I'll throw it in. I don't care. Oh, it's been nice knowing you. Caramel was like, eh, like background. Yeah. She still probably would have beaten the Aussie snatch game. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, but what I get annoyed at is that we don't get to see all of them answer the questions. Like mm. they obviously cut it out specifically they cut out a lot of Michael Maruli. Yeah. Which I was annoyed with because, so Michael Maruli did two characters from the Catherine Tate show. So I know and, who Catherine Tate is, but I've never seen her show. Okay. If you ever get around to it, it's one of the funniest things that you will ever watch. Um, the Irish nurse is hysterical, but the gay guy character that Michael Maruli did as well is possibly one of my favourite characters on TV ever. The, who dear, gay dear, me dear, no dear. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Um, Didn't get enough screen time. I agree. Uh, And, yeah, there is is not one Catherine Tate character that is not hysterical. And, you know, I actually thought she did a better job than the Viv, who did Nan from Catherine Tate in All Stars. Mm. I so, just, I, like, I, because that's how it make, it goes into this, like, so produced, like, did they set it up for Ginger One or was Catherine or Michael really funnier? Like, did she have better moments? Maybe, we don't know. I, yeah. We don't get to see it. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, Dee Dee. No idea who Lady C is. Lady C is. I, I think I know, but I'm not too sure. And then, of course, they were on a I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of the Here, the UK edition. And everybody is right. She just put herself in that box and wouldn't come out of it. Yeah, I would have, if I, even not, not, not knowing Lady C, I would have put her in the being herself, however, has PTSD from the jungle. Right. So, like, I would have done something along that lines, like something reminding her of the jungle and her going back into, like, PTSD, like, I'm back in the jungle sort of thing. So I would have played it a bit like that. And I don't know who Lady C is, so I don't know. You know who it reminded me of? It reminded me of Art Simone's Bindi Irwin. Okay. 
that's that's the vibe I got when I was watching it. I just I was like, this is like the car crash that Art Simone because Art Simone left in that episode. Yeah. Um, the car crash that was Art Simone doing Bindi Irwin on Snatch Game. Art Simone should have done Kathy Kim. I know, right? But anyway, um, are we forgetting anybody? No, I don't think so. Would no. No. So, did the runway? Kate Bush, Butch tried, didn't quite get there. I thought you would have won snatch game, and you should have. Here's why Kate. Butch could very well end up being the winner because Kate Butch is having the kind of run that Spanky Jackson had with the clothing and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's almost parallel. Yeah, but you can't you can't do that in UK. Like they're quite polished. Yeah, they're not like uh, Australian drag. Um, I felt I didn't. I don't think I agreed with the lip sync. I don't know because no, I did, I did. I actually so Dee Delicious kind of pisses me off a bit, um, but then when she was doing the lip sync, I I actually I mustn't have paid much attention to the lip sync last week because this week I thought she lip synced better. I think she deserved the win, and also I found something attractive about her in drag when she was performing. I feel that she's not showing much versatility, though. Like, yes, she can paint, but she paints the same face. Yeah. That's the same eyes every time. Yeah. yeah. So I feel that she's going to get called on that next week. But Vicky Vivace just had to go because I was over Vicky already. <laughs> Do I think that she deserved to go? No, especially for that runway look. I think she should have been out of the bottom for that runway look. Yes, her snatch mm-hmm. game wasn't great, but neither was um, Caramels. Caramels. So yeah. she just skated on by. She was basically just Dion Warwick as Caramel. Mm. Um, and it was in her delivery that made her funny as opposed to what she was actually saying. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh. Um, so yeah, so we said goodbye to Vicky Vivacious. We did. We're down to six now. Yes, and Ginger Johnson won. So that was her third win in a row. Correct. So be interesting to see if anyone's got it in them to catch up. Yeah, I think if anybody, it'd be Kate Butch, possibly Tamara. Yes, because Tamara is serving the runway and she's good in improv and acting and dancing. So So I they're think, my top three. Yeah, they're they're gonna be my top three. Um I think that I didn't what's next week? Do you remember? I even committed it to it's an acting challenge. I think it is an acting challenge. Yep. Yep, it's an acting challenge. Next week, next week. I think Dee Delicious is gone next week, to be honest. Probably. Um, or maybe it's... Caramel. Because, okay, sorry, Caramel. Caramel. <laughs> no, um, I actually like Caramel. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Caramel could very well be in the bottom and possibly out because 
let's face it, Caramel has the personality of uh, a wet mop trying to mop up a submarine underwater. Like, there's just no, there's no personality there, really. Do you think that there could be a double? They really got to fuck up that lip sync. Um, I haven't been really impressed with the lip sync because the whole point of it is to know the words of the song and I don't think it lines up. Mm. Sometimes they just move their mouth to the sound and I'm like, well, that's not the word. Elephant shoes. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Diddy Licious and Caramel, I'm putting them in the bottom. There's no way Tamara or Kate Butch or Michael Maruli or Ginger is going to fuck up a acting challenge. Mm. So I'm putting them in the bottom and I think that Dee Dee Alicia should go home. I think she might. Mm. Only because Caramel can, can dance. She can dance. Yeah, but everybody has their day. I mean, it's, it's not... So, yep, a lot of it's got to do with the lip sync at that point in time, but it's also, is this person interesting enough for Rue to want to see more? Yeah. If they're not, then they're out the door. Now, if Caramel ends up in the bottom again, I think that'll be her third time in the bottom. Her third? Um, okay. But that would was... still be Dee Delicious' third. Yeah. So, yeah, but the thing is, if Caramel is, Caramel's not really delivering in the big challenges at all, in the main challenge at all. But she's won a main challenge, right? Yeah, but wasn't that the sewing challenge or something? I thought it was the first one where they did the fashion. Yeah, so it was a it was a fashion one. It wasn't a singing challenge. It wasn't an acting challenge. It wasn't a snatch game challenge. It wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't one of those. It was the fashion challenge, which is, a, don't get me wrong, great one to win. Well, but what about the, the one time, that she basically choreographed? Was that the one? The girl group one? Did did she win that? Yeah, she may be able to sing it. Maybe she may be able to dance, but like, she's, there's no personality there, mate. Like, none at all. Like, but, we, we got the, the point is, into a personality as Dion Warwick. Delicious. She's won one or none. Wasn't she part of the girl group challenge? Oh, one? yeah, I guess, yeah. So I feel that they're both won one or two and then Caramel and Delicious going into the bottom. This would be their third time each going into the yeah. bottom. Yeah. So maybe it's a double elimination. That'd be good. Yeah, I agree. That would be good. On, a, on another note, I was looking at uh, part of uh, no. I was looking at the car, the rumored cast of global all stars. Mm-hmm. Guess who's representing Australia? Can I guess? Uh, I don't like one particular dance move of theirs. Was it the side assault? Yes. It's fucking Queen Kong. Okay. 
Queen Kong with that fucking attitude is going to be repping Australia in the global all-stars. I think they should have sent like Hannah Conda. Right? 100%. At least a runner-up. Mm-hmm. Technically, Queen Kong was a runner-up. Oh, that could have actually won. Right. Right, because right, between right, right. Hanaconda and there's usually, even though there's three, there's usually the two top two that you know it's going to be between. It was the same yeah. as like um, Sasha Colby and Anitra. You always knew it was going to be between them two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it should have been Hanaconda. Right. Who else is in the rumored cast? Would you like me to find out for you? Yes, please. Oh, please. Put on some thinking music while I just consult our producers. Thank you. No way. I missed one. I missed one of these. All righty. Are you ready? Okay. Yep. Let's let's leave that one till last. Okay, so uh Athena Likis Likis from Drag Race Belgique season one. No idea, but go on. Eva Lequeen from Drag Race Philippines season one. Galavaro, Drag Race Mexico, Season 1. Kitty Scott Claus, Drag Race UK, Season 3. Mm-hmm. Queen Kong, dra- Drag Race Down Under, Season Ate. Miranda Lebrao, Lebrao from, uh, I'm so sorry to the Brazilian people for saying that wrong, from Drag Race Brazil, Season 1. Nehelenia, Drag Race Italia, Season two. Pythia, Pythia, Canada's Drag Race Season two. Soa Demuse, Demuse, Drag Race France Season one. Tessa, t- Tessa t- Testicle, Drag Race Germany Season one. Vanity Bane, Drag Race Verige, which is Drag Race Sweden Season one. And Alyssa Edwards. Ah. Could you imagine the dance-off between Alyssa Edwards and Queen Kong? She's coming back, 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 back again. She, well, that's pretty much what they've said in the, um, the what they're saying. She's back, 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 get back again. Alyssa Edwards will be hoping that third time's a charm as she makes her eagerly anticipated drag race comeback. She was a lovely fifth alternate on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 5, a lovely fourth alternate on All-Stars 2 and could be a potential winner on Global All-Stars. The Texas Queen is easily one of the most renowned stars to come out of the franchise with an endless stream of memorable memorable quotes, fierce fights and memes to back her up. As she once said, it's not personal, it's drag and she'll be doing everything she can to claim victoire. Okay. Pretty interesting, yeah? When's that supposed to yeah, Ooh, I think it's a. I think it's a just after Christmas vibe. Okay, TBD. TBD. Yes. Um. So that 
I, I was reading that earlier today. I can't believe I missed Alyssa's name. But anyway, um, so that'll be interesting. I don't think we're getting a celebrity one this year. Oh, that'd be cut with anyway. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, every, it, it, it's raining drag race every day of the year now. Yeah. You know? Uh, so that will be interesting. Uh, the Taronga Gala has just been announced. Mm. for February 2024, 22nd of February, 2024. Uh, are you ready? It's uh, Spanky, uh, Carla from Bankstown, Art Simone, Karen from Finance, Hollywood Star, a couple of others, and Hannah Conda. Okay, I might be in this year. Very excited. Very, very, very excited. Um, Art Simone was a surprise one for me, but I don't have a problem with that. But um, so that'll be fun. Okay, that'll buy me fun. a ticket, fill me. Tickets are $76.50. Uh, so with um, El Nino. Uh, coming around again uh, that afternoon by the time we stand in line and actually get into the zoo and sit down uh, we'll be sitting down in 40 degree temperatures with the sun beating on our face because the sun comes in uh, and cops you from the right hand side for the first hour until it dies down. I'll just bring it's a brolly. A brolly? Yeah. You bring an uh, Ella, 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 eh, eh, eh. Wow, this is very that could be new music for me. I don't know anymore. Nope, definitely throwback. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we'll be recording next week. Mm -hmm. uh, the week after that, I will be in paradise for a week. So the week after that, if we record, I will be a totally different colour skin-wise. Um, I won't be darker by any stretch of the imagination. I'll probably be the same color as the shirt that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> no, wear sunscreen. Well, I do. I do. I wear okay. the 50 plus. But sometimes, you know, get burnt. Uh, I was reading something uh, a couple of weeks ago that if you put on sunscreen and you get hit by the sun, you don't get the burn, but you get the tan. And I don't think that's true. No, that is not true. That is not true at all. No. I mean, I know that I'm not white, white, white. Like I do, but like my face is a different color than my hands. So have you've got your eyes uh, photographed by the optometrist? Yes. And I'm, uh, funnily enough, I'm about to do it again on Wednesday because uh, someone's thinking about getting contacts. So they, when they take a photo of your eye, it actually lets them know how much you let in like your, the melanin in your skin. Um, and that's obviously melanin causes you to tan or the opposite, whatever it is. And people who don't tan like me, I don't know. You'd have to ask them, like ask them to show you what they mean. Cause I remember him telling me being like, this is basically why you don't tan um, because you don't let in, you know, uh, enough light and you don't have the melanin in your skin. And then, yeah, so you either tan or you burn. It's just, mm. 
And I've come to terms with that. I don't want to look like a leather handbag by the time I reach the age of 50. I'm well, totally you know fine. what? I am the, I'm in, uh, very rapidly approaching the age of 50 and I do not have leather. No, no. Right? And, you know, because I've tried to stay out of the sun as much as I can. I mean, I know the dangers of it and everything. Um, but, yeah, she's considering contacts. Okay. Only because I find it an extreme turnoff in the gym. Um, when I'm getting all sweaty and everything, I hate because I have to wear my glasses to see. Hmm. Um, and I don't like wearing them at the gym. So I'm kind of in that, you know, um, I'll wear them, but I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so she's going to give contacts a try, see how that goes. Uh, seriously considering prescription goggles. I don't lace it. I can't get lacy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so thinking about prescription goggles for swimming, because if I swim into one more thing again, <laughs> um, you know, I'm surprised I don't have bruises. Like, <laughs> Where I'm that day I swam into the fucking pole will always uh, be etched. Can you in my not see the lines on the ground? It's not about the lines on the ground. I was swimming to get out of the pool, right? Yeah. So what happened was I had finished and I was moving across to go to the stairs. And as I was underwater and I'm swimming away to get to the stairs so I can walk up out, I misjudged where the pole was because I couldn't see the pole for the handrail to get for people to get out of the pool so i hit it with my head right right then i'm gonna lie i probably would have laughed go on my friend laughed who was there so then also the other thing was when i got out of the pool one day not same day thank god i grabbed my bag and i was walking to the change rooms and even to this day i've spoken to the lifeguard a couple of times about this because he always giggles every now and then he cannot even explain how it happened I was one minute I was walking and I had my goggles in my hand and I had my bag in the other hand and the towel hanging over the bag. One minute I was walking, next thing the bag was on the ground and I was back in the pool. (laughs) He was like, it was almost like you tried to walk on water. (laughs) Right? Because I couldn't, because I have multifocals, I've got depth possession, like I've got all of those issues going on. Like depth, depth, perceptive. Yeah, we so then, yeah. So when there's like, and we all know that pool decks and stuff are big with water and whatnot. Sometimes I can't see where the edge of the pool is. Right. Right. So where the diving blocks are, are fine. That's not a problem because there's usually a step up to the blocks and everything. But when you're walking the side of the pool where the water meets the edge, in she went, but apparently thought to drop the bag. But the bag didn't come in with. It's a good thing because all of my stuff was in my bag. Um, so, yeah, I'm thinking about the prescription goggles. Apparently there's only, they're only like 100, 150 bucks. Can you swim with contacts in? I asked somebody that and they said not without the goggles. You possibly could with the goggles. But the thing is that your goggles fog up, right? Yeah. So what I do, I'm an old school person. A lot of people just rub the the fog off. I'm actually an old school person. 
I'll pull the goggles away from my face, dunk it in the water, drip off the excess water and put the goggles back on. Yeah. Right. And I think there may be a thing about maybe the chlorine getting in with the eyes with the contacts in the chlorinated water because you right. still end up with water. Yeah. Right. Even though it's suctioned on because I've done the dunk, um, there will probably still be one or two droplets. So the dunk actually means that I have less time wiping the fog off. Can you buy empty fog goggles? I thought that was a thing. Probably, but like, um, like empty fog goggles. It, it, let's just say they're eighty bucks. Mm-hmm. For an extra seventy dollars, I can get prescription goggles, and everything's fine in the world. Yeah, I thought you would have already had prescription goggles. No, 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 no. Um, I've thought about it a few times, but then I'm like, well, most of the time, as long as I can see the black line, but. Not polls, no. apparently. No, and then, and then what makes it worse is that I don't like to put my glasses on until I have the shower after the swim. So I'm trying to walk to the change rooms with no glasses on. That just seems like operator error. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so she's trying to – she's going to see whether or not she can get the contacts on Wednesday because – there may be a chance that my eyes won't be able to do the, like the irritation and all of that. Apparently they can find that out. Um, whether or not it'll be something that I can tolerate. If I can, that would be great because then going to the gym will be a hell of a lot easier for me. But yeah. So uh, do you have any final words of wisdom? No. See you next Tuesday. Can't. Oh, my, my mom's actually here right yeah and I said to her I said you haven't been watching lately have you and she went no I haven't had a chance I went okay <laughs> <laughs> and she's like why and I started to tell her and she's like oh I know well you can't call it out now <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah I don't have any uh words of wisdom just you know um don't swim into poles and pools I guess um so we just want to thank everybody for listening and watching. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe on the YouTubes. Hit the bell for notification. If you're on the podcast platforms, uh, a nice five-star rating and a little bit of comment would be great. If there is anything you want to know or you're an up-and-coming drag queen or you just want to have a chat, you want to give us some constructive feedback, hit us up on the DMs on Insta at Drag Me Out Official. Um, I think we're still on 48 subscribers for YouTube. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we would like to increase those numbers. That would be fantastic. Uh, we know that there's more than 48 people who listen. Thanks for everything, everybody. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.